0: Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau.
1: I believe that in such an end time like this, God is preparing the soldiers, the great army, to win the battle to win souls and make disciples in these days and this age. I saw the vision when I went to Thailand of a soldier, like a samurai soldier, with armor in the front and sword and spear and the shield and the helmet. And God spoke to me that you prepare my soldiers to fight the battle. And in order to be able to fight a battle, we need to be the people of faith. And we need to know how to live a victorious life, to rule and reign in this life. We are living in the world that is full of sin, full of problems and mountains and demons and lots of problems. But we are not here just like a normal human being. We are special force. We are special uh, soldiers of the Lord Jesus Christ on earth here so that we can demonstrate the power of God on earth. And God wants us to live in this life as his priest and his king to rule and reign. And when we can rule and reign, when sickness comes, we can command the sickness to go away. When problems attack our children or our friends, we can command and we can speak by faith to have victory, to rule and reign in the circumstances of life. And when people see that, they will know that God is real. That's why God performs a lot of miracles in the other land that I just mentioned about. Because God wants to demonstrate himself to that land that the real God is not the God they worship those statues, those idols on the shelf. But his name is Jehovah the Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. And that's why God gave me the burden to teach about ruling and reigning through Christ Jesus. We have studied this subject for many weeks since the camp, and I still have a lot of information to share with you so that you can rule and reign in Christ Jesus. Please get the teaching that you never listen from the podcast and learn and listen carefully. Because faith comes by hearing and hearing of the Word of God. Today I will continue to talk about the gifts of righteousness. In the book of Romans, chapter 5, verse 17, I review a little bit here. For if by the one man's offense, death reigned through the one. I don't want death or darkness or the devil or demons to reign over my life. But because of sin, death reigned much more those who receive abundance of grace and of the gift of righteousness will reign in life through the one, Jesus Christ. In order to reign, we need to walk in the grace of God. And we talked about that a few weeks ago or a a couple months ago, how to walk by the grace of God. We walk by humility. And also we need to have the gift of righteousness. We are righteous. We are not sinners anymore. If we are born again, cleansed by the blood of Jesus Christ, repenting of our sin, we are not sinners anymore. We are the righteousness of God by His righteousness. Amen? Let's turn to each other and say, you are righteous. So in order to be able to stand up, your head up, and speak to the devil. You have to go from my life right now. You can speak to the mountain. You have to get out of here. You can speak to the winds and the wave of your life. You have to know who you are in Christ. And you are righteous in Christ. So one of the victory stealers in your life is condemnation. Last time I talked about condemnation as an introduction. And today we're going to get to the second part. I believe we're going to go through three or four times about how not to walk in condemnation. Condemnation is opposite to walking in righteousness. When you know you are righteous, you can stand before the Lord that I am as clean as Jesus himself. When Jesus look at you, he see the righteousness of Jesus that wrap around you and you can stand with your shoulder up, chin up and say, I am the righteous of God. And then you can fight the battle because you know who you are. But on the opposite way, if you walk in condemnation, if you feel condemned, feel ashamed, feel inferior and feel guilty all the time, then you cannot rule and reign in life. The devil going to come to you and laugh at you and say, you see, you see, you are just a sinner. You're just a failure. You make so many mistakes in your life. Remember two years ago, you did that. You did those things. Oh, you are such a failure. When you have that spirit or that feeling in yourself, you cannot rule and reign. You cannot walk by faith. Therefore, we need to know how to keep the gift of righteousness, and get rid of condemnation from our heart. Many Christians say like this, oh, I'm just a sinner. I'm a failure. I make so many mistakes. God doesn't love me anymore. It seems very humble, but actually it's not a humility. It's insulting the blood of Jesus Christ because by His blood, we have become righteous already. Romans chapter 8, verse 1, the Bible says, Therefore, there is, no, there is now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus, who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. The principle is, we sin every day because we are not perfect yet. We are not Christ yet. So we make some mistakes every single day. When we sin, we repent as soon as possible. We confess our sin. And we ask God for forgiveness. That's what the Bible says, First John chapter 1, verses 8 and 9. And then God is just and faithful to forgive us. God can justly forgive us. Everyone say just. He can justly forgive us because He sent His Son to pay the price for us already. We don't need to pay after we sin and we confess and we repent. Because somebody already paid for us. His justice that He can forgive and He can cleanse us from all unrighteousness. If you are cleansed from all unrighteousness, how much have unrighteousness been staying with you after you confess your sin? How much? Zero. None. Again, the Bible says after you confess and you repent, He will cleanse you from all. Everyone say all. All unrighteousness. So when you confess, you become as clean as Jesus himself. You can stand before God as a righteous person again. That's why repenting and confession and asking God for forgiveness is a daily practice for Christians. I ask God to forgive me every single day. I ask God to cleanse me every single day so that I can walk in this life, in this world with the sense of being righteous every single day, I don't need to walk in guilt and condemnation. Hebrews chapter 8, verse 12, the Bible says, For I will forgive their wickedness, and I will remember their sins no more. I like that. When you confess, when you repent, God says, I remember your sin no more. So therefore, please don't bring it up. Don't remind God of your sin many years ago. Don't remind the sin of your life many years ago to God. Don't bring them up anymore because God doesn't remember. And we should not remember either. Once you confess, forget about it. Move on and you become righteous again. Amen? That's why the Bible can say, there is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. And verse 2, the Bible say, for the law of the spirit of life, in Christ Jesus, has made me free from the law of sin and death. There are two laws here. There are two powers here, powers. The power of the Holy Spirit, the law of the Spirit. If you walk by the Spirit, the law of the Spirit will control your life and you walk in victory. But if you don't want to walk in the Spirit and you break the law of God all the time, sins and death will come and control you. And then you will feel condemned again. That's why we need to learn how to walk without condemnation. I'm going to teach you today, part of the sermon, not the whole thing yet, because it's a big, long subject about condemnation. We don't want the devil to rob us from victory. We want to have victory. And in order to avoid defeat, and being ruled by the devil. We need to learn how not to walk in condemnation. Amen? And in order to do that, we need to walk in the Spirit, not walking only according to the law. Verse 3, For what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, I will explain to you. It's difficult to understand when you read like that. God did by sending His own Son in the likeness of sinful flesh. On account of sin, he condemned sin in the flesh. So Paul tried to say that, okay, he could give us the law. He was talking about the law of Moses. He was talking about the statues and the ordinances of the Jew, the Hebrew people, the Old Testament law. He said that the law is good, but the law cannot help us to walk uprightly. The law is just written word in the paper to tell us what is right, what is wrong. That's why he said, for what the law could not do, the law cannot help us. In that it was weak through the flesh because we have the sinful nature on the inside of us, the nature of Adam. We are weak on the inside. In, In the flesh, I'm talking about the flesh, not the spirit because we have the Holy Spirit. The flesh is weak. We cannot fulfill the law of God. That's why we still make mistakes. We still sin off and on as Christians. But thank God, God knows that we cannot be perfect by our own physical ability, our own strength. We cannot fulfill all the law. We are weak. That's why he sent Jesus Christ to come down to the earth to deal with sin. The Bible says, on account of sin, In other words, on the cross, listen carefully, all the sins of every human being, from the time of Adam to the time when Jesus come back, all the sins of everybody, including you and me, were put upon him and he was made sin. He received all the sin. We could not understand what he went through on the cross that day, but it was very terrible. Because your sins and my sin and the sins of everybody were put on him, and he paid the price, He has to receive the punishment of all the sins on that cross, so that we can be the righteousness of God. It's the exchange happened on the cross. Because God knows that we cannot be perfect before we go to heaven. He has to do this way, that all the sin put on Jesus. So that we can receive the righteousness of God. Amen? So, the solution of our walk as a righteous person is not following the law. Because it's impossible to fulfill every law in the Bible as a human being. But the solution is the death of the Lord Jesus Christ on the cross. Thank God we can be righteous because of the blood of Jesus Christ that shed on the cross. Romans chapter 8, verse 4 that the righteous requirement of the law might be fulfilled. God wants us to fulfill the requirement. God wants us to really obey every law, but we cannot do it. Might be fulfilled. How we can fulfill? In us who do not walk according to the flesh, but according to the Spirit. So in order to stay away from condemnation, we need to learn how to walk according to the Spirit. You notice that Paul talked about the law and the Spirit. Let me explain to you before I go on and preach this message. Why we need both the law and the Spirit. The law means the written law here in the Bible. But it's not enough just to have the Bible. We need to have the Holy Spirit. Why do we have the revival night? Why we allow the Holy Spirit to touch people? Because we know and we know and we know that it's impossible for you to walk in righteousness without the Spirit of God. If you know the law, but you still walk by the strength of the flesh, that's why if you go to certain churches, you see the flesh everywhere. People still walk in the flesh. They still gossip, hate each other, cheat each other, commit adultery. In the church, there are a lot of sins in the church because people were walking in the flesh. But we don't want to build a church that People are walking in the flesh. We want to build a church where people walk in the Spirit. And how can you walk in the Spirit if you don't know the Holy Spirit? If you are not filled with the Holy Spirit, if you are not touched by the Spirit, if you are not close to the Holy Spirit, how can you walk by the Spirit? The reason God needs to give both, because the law gives us only what is right, what is wrong. It kind of rule, Right, wrong, right, wrong. But to know what is right and what is wrong doesn't help us. We still do wrong thing because we are living in the flesh still. Not only that, as a human being, we cannot understand the law fully. We may misunderstand the law because we are human. Therefore, we need the Holy Spirit to reveal what God tried to say to us. So when we walk in the Spirit, the Spirit will teach us what is the right way to interpret the Bible, number one. Number two, when you walk on a daily basis, you don't carry the Bible. I don't carry the Bible while I'm performing surgery. If I carry the Bible while I'm performing surgery, the nurse is going to yell at me because it's contamination, going to get infection. Who going to help me to know what God wants me to do? Walking the right way. Has to be a person. And that person is living in me. His name is the Holy Spirit. So on a daily basis, you no, know, for example, when I talk to my wife, many years ago when I was a new believer, I was quarreling with my wife. And I was so mad at her. So I I walk out of the house. This is in Thailand, long time ago, not lately, okay? Long time ago. She may not even remember right now. I walk out. I was mad. I was walking back to the hospital because we're living in the house that the hospital provides us in Thailand. And while I was walking, I did not have a Bible. I did not carry any Bible with me. But while I was walking up to the hospital because I was mad, I didn't want to go home, as a young believer, the Holy Spirit was speaking to me. Son, you are wrong. Go back and say sorry to your wife right now. You see, walking according to the Spirit. The Spirit is with you everywhere, and He can tell you what to do. He can warn you. He can tell you according to what the Bible says. That's why we need both the Word and the Spirit of God. And if we walk according to the Spirit, we will fulfill the requirement of the law. That's why I want every member in the church to be filled with the Holy Spirit, to know the Holy Spirit, and to really be touched by the Spirit. The more you touch by Him, the more you will know Him, and the easier you can listen to His voice. Amen? Romans 8, 5, and 6. For those who live according to the flesh, set their minds on the things of the flesh. But those who live according to the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded, or to think in a carnal way, in the fleshly way, is death. But to be spiritually minded, or in other words, is to be led by the Spirit in your mind, you surrender your thought process to the Spirit of God, is life and peace. When you heard these two words, life and peace, is ruling and reigning. When you have life, you have peace. Everything you touch, life. When I touch my patient, life they healed, they do well. When I touch my business, money come in, life. Everything I touch, life and peace, is that ruling and reigning? How are we going to rule and reign? We need to be led and controlled by the Spirit of God. And we should not be controlled by the flesh or by the sinful nature. Because if we control by the sinful nature, we are bringing death to our life the death of finances the death in relationship the death in the physical body in our health in anything in our life death will rule and reign over us and we cannot have victory anymore so the principle is to walk by the spirit amen everyone say by the spirit, by the spirit. we have no condemnation if we walk by the spirit let me read another scripture and i this is introduction i'm going to go into the real message about how to avoid condemnation. 1 John chapter 1 verses 5 to 7. This is the message which we have heard from him and declared to you. That God is light. Everyone say God is light. And in him is no darkness at all. If we say that we have fellowship with him and walk in darkness, we lie and do not practice the truth. But if we walk in darkness, the light. A while ago, we heard the word, we walk by the Spirit. Now, the Apostle John say, walk in the light as he is in the light. We have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus Christ, his Son, cleanses us from all sin. Again, this is talking about cleanses us from all unrighteousness. How are we going to walk in the gift of righteousness, being clean and righteous in the eyes of God, we need to walk in the light. Walking in the light. So we heard two phrases here. Walking in the light and walking in the Spirit or walking by the Spirit. If we want to live victoriously, we need to walk in the light and walk by the Spirit. Why? Because if we don't walk in the light, we're going to feel condemned and feel a shame again. And then we cannot rule and reign. What is condemnation? Condemnation is a sense of guilt. If you are condemned, you are judged to be guilty and deserving to be punished. And along with guilt, along with that condemnation, come along with shame and a sense of inferior. You You feel inferior on the inside. When you walk in shame, inferior, and guilt and condemnation, you cannot rule and reign in life. You shall be defeated by the enemy. He's going to run all over you because you feel condemned. That's why we need to understand that God wants us to get out from condemnation completely 24 hours a day, 7 days a week. And why people live in condemnation? Because they don't understand what Jesus did for them. As I mentioned a while ago, on the cross, Jesus already cleanses you from all unrighteousness. He took all of your sin upon you. And He gave His righteousness to you. And you become righteous by His righteousness. Is the exchange. 2,000 years ago, He took your sin. And then, he gave you His righteousness. So once you repent and receive Him, your sins are forgiven, your sins are taken away, and you put on a new cloth, the cloth of righteousness. So when you receive that by faith, when the Father looks from heaven to you, He looks at you, He does not see your sin anymore. He sees the righteousness of Jesus upon you, and He counts you a righteous person. Amen? Thank God that he did that for us. One of the reasons people live in condemnation, because they don't believe what Jesus did on the cross for them. Or they did not even know. Some Christians did not even know what Jesus did for them on the cross regarding righteousness. They thought that, oh, you know, I'm a poor sinner. I'm just a weak person. I sin every day. God doesn't love me. God look at me as a weak Christian. They don't even know what Jesus did for them. Because they did not know, they did not believe. They cannot receive the gift of righteousness. But today I try to educate you. You don't need to walk around and say, I'm a poor sinner. You can walk around with your chin up, your head up. That's why Psalm chapter 3, verse 3, the Bible says, But you are a shield around me, O Lord. You bestow growly on me and lift up my head. We can have our head lifted up by God and say, I am righteous. I am a saint of God. When, because St. Paul, St. Peter, sang this and sang that, do you know that you are a saint? You are a righteous person as well. Amen. You are not a poor sinner anymore. And if you note your position like that, that you are now innocent and clean, and God loves you as much as He loves Jesus. And God accepts you as much as He accepts Jesus. You can stand before the throne of God, clean and righteous, without guilt feeling, without condemnation any longer. And you can say to the devil, You can say to your friend, you can say to yourself, I am forgiven. I am righteous. I am loved by God. I am a child of God. I am a saint of God. Amen. Everyone point to yourself say, I am forgiven. I am righteous. I am a victorious one. one. God loves me. me. So much. much. He He accepts me. Amen. Hallelujah. And this was done by the Lord Jesus Christ 2,000 years on the cross. Amen? Let's look at the second reason why people live in condemnation. Now, number one, because they don't understand what Jesus did for them on the cross or they do not believe what Jesus had done for them in the cross. The second reason, because they do not walk in the light. Everyone say, in the light. Because they don't walk in the light and in the spirit. That's why they live in condemnation. The word if, I read 1 John chapter 1 one more time. Verse 7, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship with one another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanses us from all sin. What does it mean, Eve? It means a condition. It means you have to do something about it. It means that you have to make a decision to do it in order to walk victoriously on earth here. I tell you one of the reasons I really don't want to sin against God at all, even little, little sin, because I want to be able to pray for my wife. I want to be able to pray for my members, my kids. A few days ago when one of my kids was sick and I lay hand on her and I say, in Jesus' name, this has to stop. I was thinking in my mind as a surgeon, as a doctor, do I need to take her to the emergency room? I was thinking. But the Lord told me, no, no, no. You just exercise your authority. How can I exercise authority to pray for my kid if I don't walk in the light and I don't walk in the spirit? The reason I need to stay from form of condemnation so I can pray and command things to happen in my life is that I walk with the gift of righteousness and no condemnation and guilt feeling on the inside of me. Amen? So we're going to learn how to walk in the light. Let's look at a few scriptures here first. I'm teaching you. Are you okay? Okay. Romans chapter 4, verse 15. All these scriptures are very difficult to understand, but I would give you a very simple explanation. Romans chapter 4, verse 15, because the law brings about wrath. For where there is no law, there is no transgression. Let me read another one, very difficult to understand. Romans chapter 5, verse 13, for until the law, sin was in the world. In other words, sin was in the world since Adam. The law was given to Moses many thousand years later, but the, the sin was there, But the law was given later on, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. What does it mean? Let me explain to you. Let's look at another one. Romans chapter 7, verse 7. What shall we say then? Is the law sin? Certainly not. On the contrary, I would not have known sin except through the law. For I would not have known covetousness unless... The law has said, you shall not covet. These three scriptures mean that God gives us the law. Paul was talking about the law of Moses. But in the New Testament, Jesus has fulfilled the law. And now we have the new covenant, a New Testament. And in the New Testament, God gives us different instruction, different laws such as love your wife, honor your parents, submit to your leaders in the church, or this law or this instruction is in the Bible. God gives us instruction so that we know what is right and what is wrong. That's the purpose. The purpose of God of giving the law or the instruction is to know what is right, what is wrong. So people who don't know the law, they will not know what is sin and what is not sin. For example, people who don't know the law that to eat human flesh is sin, they will continue to kill human and eat human flesh and they don't know that it's sin because they don't know the law. You see my point? Or if I drive on the freeway, I always look at the speedometer. I make sure that when I drive on 405, it's not beyond 60 miles per hour because I know the law that if I go beyond that, I may get a ticket. But if I don't know the law, I will not know that to drive 70 miles an hour is breaking the law. The same principle here. All this scripture tried to say that without knowing the law, we don't know what is right, what is wrong, and we don't know what is sin and what is not sin. Amen. This scripture talks about one of the sin that the law, the Ten Commandments talk about, that is, you shall not covet. What does it mean, covet? It means you have eyes on somebody else's property. You have the eyes on somebody else's wife and you say, I want her. That is covetousness. Like to get the property or the something from somebody else and you will do everything to get that. Covetousness is a sin and is idolatry in the eyes of God. So when the law says that, you know that when you break that law, you look at somebody's wife and you say, I'm going to get that wife to me. And it will break that marriage up. That is sin in the eyes of God and in your own eyes. Amen. Romans chapter seven verse eight say, But sin, taking opportunity by the commandment, produces in me all manner of evil desire. For apart from the law, sin was dead. This is another scripture say the same thing. Without the law, we don't know what is sin and what is right. So God needs to give us the law. So that sin is not dead, but sin is revealed to us that this is right and this is wrong. The same thing happened. How many people have little children in your home? Or maybe they grow up now. For example, I'll give you an example. The little children will run around the house and they feel okay until one day you say to your kids, don't touch that table. So when you say don't touch that table, the kids start to think. Hmm. I think it would be fun to touch that one. Is that right? They start to have their eyes on that table. Before that, they never look at that table. They don't care about that table. Until you say, don't touch that table, that law in the house. Then they will look. Is my dad here? Okay, he's not here. Let me touch that table. What's going to happen? That's what Paul tried to say in Romans chapter 7, verse 8. But sin taking opportunity by the commandment, Produce in me all manner of evil desire. That command stir up the sin on the inside of you. I like to break that law. Sinful nature is the nature of breaking the law. I want to do my own things. And that's what happened to Adam and Eve. Is that right? God said, you can eat from every tree in this garden. Actually, they had everything. They have gold, rivers, fruit, all the trees. They're so happy there. But God said, I give you the law. Don't touch that tree in the middle of the garden. Wow. Another thousand trees you can touch. But don't touch one tree. That is a command, is it right? Right away, the devil show up and say, Oh, don't worry. You shall not die. If you touch that tree, you will become like God. You will know what is right, what is wrong. You will have the knowledge of God. You will become like God. So the devil play with the feelings. That is the flesh. The feeling, you're going to feel good if you touch that tree. That's what happened to us. You're going to feel good if you do that. Because the law says, don't touch it. But the sinful nature on the inside says, do it and you're going to have fun. A person sings a song, if loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right. <laughs> I can sing that song to Pastor Da. If loving you is wrong, I don't want to be right, because I still want to love you anyway. We deal with the feeling. Is that correct? But in the real life, We need to make a decision. I want to be right in the eyes of God, no matter how I feel. I need to follow the law of God. A lot of Christians have lip services. They talk a lot about how much they love God. But in the daily life, they don't care how God feels. They don't care whether God is pleased or not. I tell you, if you love God enough, you will do the right thing because you know that when you do the wrong thing, it will displease Him. You will make Him upset toward you. You will not have only lip services, but you will do what He says. That is walking in the light. When we walk in the light, we follow what God says that we know. And we will walk in the Spirit. Okay, This is the real situation. Let me explain to you. The problem is we, all, listen carefully, we all have different levels of lights. You see? The Bible gives us the truth or the law, the instruction. And certain instructions are pretty clear. Cut and dry, black and white, such as don't commit adultery if you Cheat your wife, definitely break the law of God. That is pretty clear. And definitely some of us may not even know because we are new believers. We walk into the church, hey, my friend, they have many relationships. What a big deal because you are new believers. You never read the Bible. So even though it's cut and dry, but some new believers don't have that light yet. They don't have the light that to commit adultery is a sin. A fornication is a sin because they don't have that light. But certain issues in the Bible are not black and white. They are gray. Such as, should we wear makeup? Is it a sin to wear makeup? Should women wear pants instead of skirt? Have you seen that in some church, that women cannot wear pants? They have to wear skirt. Can a man have a long hair? Is it a sin? This is all controversial issue. Or at the time of the Bible... People argue about eating some kind of food and not eating some kind of food. And they argue about what day they should celebrate and what day they sh- think is a normal day, not a celebration day. I give you examples. Some Christians in the world don't like Christians who celebrate the 25th of December as a Christmas time. In their conviction, they say celebrate Christmas on December 25th is a foolish thing. But some Christians say, what a big deal. The light in me is that I can celebrate the birth of Jesus on the tw- December 25th. It's okay. There is the light. We have different levels of light and understanding of the word of God. We have different level of light and understanding. Let me show you the scripture. Romans chapter 14 verse 1, the Bible says, Receive one who is weak in the faith, but not to dispute over doubtful things. Doubtful things mean the controversial things in the church or in the body of Christ. Paul tried to say that, if I interpret this Bible, Paul tried to say that in the body of Christ, Christians have different level of life and faith. This group of people, when, when he talked, he wrote this scripture, he was talking about eating and not eating certain kind of food, the food that offered to the idol, that we should eat the food that offered to the idol or we should not eat the food that offered to the idol. As I understand from Paul, try to say, it's okay to eat if that is your conviction. But if your conviction, your light say, don't eat. People who eat the food from the, that worship the idol, that offer to the idol, should not dispute or reject people who don't eat. Because their light are different. They have different convictions. And they should not argue with one another about all these doubtful or controversial things in the local church. Leave them alone. These are not dead, a life issue in the church. Amen. So, what Paul tried to say is that somebody will see the light in the Bible and they say, Oh, yeah, I got it. I got it. I saw it. When they say I saw it in the Bible, they have the light. And when the light comes, they have faith in it. And then they walk by faith. Amen? But when they don't see from the scripture or from the Holy Spirit, they don't have that light yet, and their convictions say, it's okay. So we cannot judge one another, but the key is that we need to walk according to the light that we have and not judge one another. Verses 2 and 3, Romans 14, 2 and 3. For one believes he may eat all things, but he who is weak eats only vegetables. Let not him who eats despise him who does not eat. And let not him who does not eat judge him who eats, for God has received him. This is a controversial issue by eating this and eating that. And Paul tried to say, don't push people beyond the level of their light. That's What they understand, that's their faith. Don't push, don't despise them, don't try to attack them that they don't understand what is light and what is not the light. I give you an example. In the past 10 years, I have the light regarding the file of God and the work of the Holy Spirit. I have no right to judge the pastor who don't lay hand and don't believe in the file of God because the light is not there yet. The light about the fire of God is not there for them. But the light of God about the fire of God is in me. So I need to walk by my conviction. That's why I would choose to lay hand on people because that's my conviction and it happened. We see the result of the fire of God. But some people may not see it yet. Praise God for them. I'm not going to push them. I may share. I may explain. But if you don't see it, I still love you and I don't want to be your enemy because of different levels of light. You see my point here? What Paul tried to say, Romans chapter 14 verse 5, the Bible say, one person esteems one day above another, another esteems every day alike. Let each be fully convinced in his own mind. Each of us must be convinced and conviction of the light that we have. And don't judge or compare ourselves with other people. Verses 13 to 14 in the same chapter Therefore, let us not judge one another anymore, but rather resolve this, not to put a stumbling block or a cause to fall in our brother's way. I know and am convinced by the Lord Jesus that there is nothing unclean of itself, but to him who considers anything to be unclean, to him it is unclean. So Paul tried to say that if you believe that the food offered to idol is unclean, don't eat it because that is your conviction. There is the light you have, then walk in that light, don't eat it. But if you are convinced that it's okay to eat the food that offered to idol, and that is your light, eat it. Not big problem. The reason I read all this scripture is to show you that we all have different level of light, of certain understanding, or of certain truth and subject in the Bible. We need to walk in our own light and don't push other people to walk in our light. Because when the light comes, we have faith and we walk accordingly to the faith we have. Romans chapter 14 verses 21 to 22. It is good neither to eat meat nor drink wine nor do anything by which your brother stumbles or is offended and is made weak. Do you have faith? Have it to yourself before God. Have it to yourself before God. Happy is he who does not condemn. Now we talk about condemnation. Happy is he who does not condemn himself in what he approved. I am convicted that the file of God is true. If I walk into a Baptist church as a guest speaker, and the pastor say, no laying on of hand, no file of God here, I don't believe in speaking tongue, I don't believe in the manifestation of the Holy Spirit, I should not push the issue. I preach and walk out and go to eat lunch. I'm not going to lay hand on people, because I cannot force people to believe what I believe. That is their light. They don't believe in the file of God, but I believe. But I have, I have my own meeting in my own church, and you walk in as a Baptist man and you say, "Hey, you're wrong. You lay hand on people. people fall down, people laugh, people cast out demons. You're wrong. I'm sorry. You don't have the right to judge me. Because that is the light I have. We have different levels of light. That's what Paul tried to say. And the Bible said, "Happy is he! I'm happy." Many years ago, two, three years ago, one of the members in the church came to me and said, "Pastor, I will leave your church if you keep laying on a hand and get people touched by the Holy Spirit." And I stopped because I did not want to lose that member. I was unhappy. For six months. Feel terrible. Feel terrible in myself. Because I know the light. But I don't practice the light that I know. Because I fear man more than God. Until one day I talk to Pastor Da it's Enough. I'm going to lay hand again. I don't care anymore what people say. Because I'm not happy anymore. I live in condemnation. I have condemnation in the inside of me because I know what is right for member, but I don't do it because I fear one man in the church. And he left anyway, thank God. So no more fighting. Amen? Amen. We need to walk according to the life we have and there will be a happy man who does not condemn himself in what he approved. Look at verse 23. I will read New King James and then amplify Bible. But he, are you okay? I I want to get this done so that you understand what what does it mean walking in the light. But he who doubts is condemned if he eats. Because he does not eat from faith. For whatever is not from faith is sin in the eyes of God. So if you know a truth and you break that truth, that light you have, you are not walking by faith anymore. Then you are sinning and you live in condemnation. You see the point here? Let me read Amplify Bible even clearer than New King James. But the man who has doubts about eating, we can change about eating, for example, about wearing makeup. If you think wearing makeup is a sin, don't wear it. If you think that to have short hair as a woman is a sin, don't have a short hair, have a long hair. That's what the Bible tries to say about anything. Then it's perhaps because of you standing condemned before God because he is not true to his own convictions. for And he does not act from faith. We all have convictions. I have my own conviction. If you give me $2 million to stop laying hand on people and move in the file of God, I will not take that money, $2 million, period. Because I have to walk in my conviction. Amen? You need to walk in your conviction. What you believe that the light that you have, for whatever does not originate or proceed from faith is sin. Whatever is done without a conviction of its approval by God is sinful. If God shows you something, the light, boom, the Holy Spirit shows you. And you don't walk according to it. You're going to feel condemned. And the conviction on the inside, you're going to bother your conscience all the time. But if you walk in it, there is no condemnation. You will be free and happy. That's why our church don't preach rules. Do and don't. Our church preach the gift of righteousness. You are righteous because Jesus did for you. You're not righteous because you don't. Do and do this and don't do that. You are righteous by the blood of Jesus Christ, but walk by the Spirit. Listen to the Spirit of the living God and follow the Spirit of God. Amen? Why don't we continue next time about walking in the light, walking in the Spirit. Today we learned that there are two reasons for condemnation. Number one, don't know what Jesus did for us. Or don't believe and don't receive the gift of righteousness. So we feel like a poor sinner all the time. We feel condemned on the inside of us. Second reason, because we don't walk in the light that we know. If you have the light that you know, for example, the light that you know is you need to give 10% to God from your income. And you don't walk in that light, you don't pay tithe, you're going to feel condemned all the time. That's why when you pray for the sick, nothing happens. Because you live in condemnation. You feel condemned on the inside of you. You need to walk in the light that you know. Obey God. Don't have lip services. Obey the Holy Spirit and do what you know. The light that you know. Then you can walk in authority because you know that you walk in the light, you fellowship with God, your sins are all forgiven, and you can walk by the Spirit. Amen? Is it too deep today? I hope not. I believe you really understand this truth today. It will help you a lot. I want to encourage those who missed the sermon last Sunday. Get it. It's very good. About I don't deserve it. You need to get that sermon. It's very good for you. Amen. Hallelujah. Let's pray. Father, we thank you so much, Lord, for the Word of God. We want to know the light. May your Holy Spirit shine upon us the light of God. Help us to walk in our convictions in the light of God and by the Spirit. That we will not have only lip services but we will obey you. Walking in the light. Walking in what we believe. What we have faith for. And then we can stand up, Father, to rule and reign in this life without condemnation, without guilt feelings, the feeling of inferiority or shame, but we can walk by faith and see the result, see the miracle that happened in our life, Father. In the name of Jesus, we thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord. How many people in this room believe you are righteous now? You believe that Jesus did something for you? How many people in this room say, I promise to walk in the light from now on? The light that I know. How many people in this room are facing problems in your life? Maybe sickness, financial problem, whatever. Raise your hand up. Okay. We're going to practice. Stand up those who have face mountain in your life. I'm going to ask you to command that mountain to go away from your life in the name of Jesus name of Jeshua now you are righteous you have the right to command everyone chin up amen command you say it yourself out loud in the name of Jesus I speak to this sickness I speak to this problem in my life maybe sin or maybe something command them to go away in the name of Jesus and lose the blessing of God you bind bad things and lose the blessing from heaven After I count one, two, three, you speak it out loud yourself, whatever problem, I'm not going to pray for you. You speak yourself for your own own situation. One, two, now let me give you an (laughs) example. Some of you may not know how to do it. (laughs) For example, I pray for my daughter on Friday. In the name of Jesus, I say to you, sickness Stomach pain To go away Right now In Jesus mighty name In Jesus mighty name I command The debt To be paid off I command money To come into my life Poverty go away In Jesus mighty name I command the house To be sold In the name of Jesus Okay This is the how you say Okay One Two Three Go ahead push him. (laughs) Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for the victory, for ruling and reigning in this life. Yes, for commanding in the name of Jesus that a mountain will be removed into the sea by faith. We are victorious people We are more than conquerors We are kings and priests on earth here We rule and reign in this life We command sickness to go away In the name of Jesus Amen, Amen, Hallelujah Thank you Lord Jesus Thank you Lord Jesus Thank you Lord Jesus Thank you Lord Jesus Jesus. I received an email From a woman whose mom and grandmom has rheumatoid arthritis. She listened to my sermon, this same, similar sermon. She began having joy swelling, pain. Rheumatoid arthritis was attacking her from the mom and the grandmom. This is kind of hereditary. She said that I'm going to practice what you teach. She command in the name of Jesus for arthritis to go away. And she emailed me. It was totally gone. She's fine now. Amen. Turn to each other and say you are victorious In the name of Jesus Amen
0: We trust that this message is ministered to you If you would like more information about New Hope International Church Or other teaching CDs Please contact us at 206-275-1042
2: we seek your glory
0: Hear my song Bring me your diet You said Bring me your week Bring me
2: your hungry masses We seek your glory